0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. You're one of my favorite interviewers. They picked us because we we're horny. Yeah. Right. And right. that's your chronic state. That's what he was <laughs> Zach, that is really funny. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, deep dives into celebrity legal scandals, and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in, everybody. I hope you are having a lovely start to your week. We got a lot to break down. Um, We had some birthdays that we celebrated over the weekend. Ariana and Stassi. I got to go to Stassi's birthday show, um, which was a lot of fun. Courtney and Travis have revealed the sex of their baby. Tom Schwartz is talking about filming the new season of Vanderpump Rules as we get into the new season, because they're now, I think, going into what is that we're we on season 11 this is season 11 right um kathy hilton and kyle richards and kim richards have a sister update a lot going on we're gonna dive into lisa hockstein's print up from real house size of miami because lenny has now revealed what the the uh prenup entails so we'll get into all of those details and then andy cohen has been making some waves all over the internet for some not safe for work behavior that was caught on video over the weekend as he was celebrating pride. So we'll dive into all of that. Um, But hopefully you guys had a great weekend. I had a lot of fun. I got to go to um, my friend Josh and I went to, Stassi's birthday show, because it's here in downtown LA at the Ace Theater, which I love. I love the Ace. That used to be, like, one of my date spots that I would always, like, back when I first moved to downtown, um but I feel like the ACE has changed a lot in like the past couple of years. So I haven't gone there as much, maybe like a very handful couple of times, but that used to be my go-to spot is I was, I would always take the guys uh, to the, the ACE rooftop bar and then it would usually end back at my apartment. But so anyway, I went to the ACE theater on Saturday to celebrate Stassi's birthday. It was a lot of fun. Lala was there. Katie was in the show. Bo was in the show. Taylor Strecker, who's a hilarious comedian, she opened up the show. She also did like some Hot Topics. They sang happy birthday to Stassi. It was a lot of fun. We got to say hi to Stassi before the show. So yeah, I think that was her last show of the tour. So she lived her best life, rang in 35. I love it when you do a a live podcast on your birthday. Because that's what I did for my 30th. Maybe we'll do it like an annual thing, like my annual birthday live podcast at the Bourbon Room in LA every year, and it's something we can like look forward to. I don't know. People are already asking when I'm going to do another show at the Bourbon Room, because I did one last year, and then I did one this year, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do another one next year, but we'll see. But it was fun. It was funny because I went to the show, and there were these two women. I was standing outside, and there were these two women in front of me, and one of them turns around, and she's like are you up in Adam? And I was like, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. I'm here to ruin your life. JK, JK. Um, no, I was like, no, my name is Zach. And she's like, oh, okay. Because I, I keep up with all that stuff, but I don't know anybody's name. And I was like, well, you know, people confuse Adam and I all the time. Usually it's the hair they mix up. So I just thought that was kind of funny. I was like, should I fully commit to this and like pretend that I'm I'm in on it? But Sassy had a great birthday. She wore like a gorgeous pink dress. It was very like Barbie vibes, even though she's not as blonde as she used to be. But it's okay because she's pregnant with her baby boy. Ariana also celebrated her birthday. She celebrated it with Daniel, her new boyfriend. He was cooking up some dinner with her and her friends. And she was living her best life. So good for her. She also rang in her 38th birthday. Get it. Get a girl, get a get girl, to the front, to the right, to the back. Girl, is he on? I know he thinks you're fine and stuff, but does he know how to wind you up? But she's living her best life. Celebrated her birthday with her man. Cooked them some dinner. They were popping bottles. She said that she wanted something a little more low-key, just because I guess the year has been a little intense for her. So she's living... Smooth racking in her checks, but she has made it very clear she does not. She's not broken the one million dollar mark for this year. I don't know if I believe that she's got all of these. She's like, I'm not a millionaire, but I mean that could mean that she like doesn't have multi millions, but like she could have broken the one mil mark, right? I mean, with Vanderpump Rules and all the endorsements she was doing, Bloomingdale's and Bic and um. Duracell batteries she's just on the cover of glamour like she's living her 38th year right Or are bringing in the 38th year right with her new man I'm not that into him I'm not that jazzed by him but I guess it's because we don't really know much about him but I don't know are we a fan I'm not I don't think I'm a fan of his he's just not I kind of think Tom Sandoval's hotter sorry Even though he looks like a warren with a mustache. I just think because he's so—well, actually, Daniel's pretty ripped, too. His muscles, his, like, biceps are, like, insane. I just—I don't know. I'm just not used to seeing her with somebody other than Sandoval, so maybe that's why it's weird for me, and I, like, can't picture it yet. But she seems to be happy, but I feel like she's jumping in so quick, and she's making out with him all over the place. But if he's going to cook you dinner on your birthday and, like, have champagne glasses ready for all your friends, then I I guess he's a keeper, right? We can keep him around. Congratulations to Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. They're having a baby boy. They just announced it. They did a little gender reveal party. It was super cute because it was all like backstage VIP past theme that she posted on her stories. It was a really cute party. And then they had like the drum set set up and it was like world tour themed. And then they revealed they're having a baby boy. And I was on my group thread with Amelia and Devin as we were from The Ringer. And we were trying to, because we host You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie every Thursday on Spotify for The Ringer. And we were trying to figure out, like, what the baby name is going to be. And Devin seems to think that Courtney and Travis are going to name the baby after DJ Am. There'll be some sort of tribute there. I was like, maybe they'll name the baby Kravis. I don't know. I I am very curious as to what they're going to name the baby. But, I mean, listen, congrats. You know, I for a second there, I was a little worried for Penelope. Because I was like, if it's a baby girl, then I feel like she's going to have some... You know, she's she's gonna have trouble bringing in a new sister. Obviously, she has Mason and Rain, which are her two brothers. This would be Courtney's fourth baby. Wow, she's catching up to Kim. But so I was a little worried that if she had a sister, that there was gonna be a little bit of tension because I feel like Penelope has just not been the best. You know, I feel like she's struggling with this new relationship and she's struggling with her mom moving on in this new family and it kind of feels like the kids are all kind of struggling maybe with the exception for rain because he's the youngest but i'm glad penelope should be okay and she's hopefully not going to beat up any more nannies because if it was a daughter then she may have beaten up one of the nannies again and we don't need that to happen anymore save the nannies from penelope so hopefully by now they're 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 going to be okay but congrats to courtney and travis Let's talk Vanderpump Rules, shall we? So Tom Schwartz has been promoting Stars on Mars, and he is exclusively telling Us Weekly that he was terrified to go into this new season of Vanderpump Rules, because it's now, it looks like cameras are officially, or production for the next season has officially picked up, Lala posted that she's got her extensions ready, and then... We see that there were some filming notices that have been put out for Vanderpump Rules. So it looks like filming is up and running again. Unclear whether or not Raquel is going to be back. I think she might still be in her mental facility. I don't know. Like, where is she? Is she like Bin Laden and she's hiding in like a tunnel somewhere? Like, we haven't heard a peep out of her other than, you know, the exclusives or the macaroni art that she's been sending to Sandoval in the mail. We don't really know what's going on with her. I'm pretty sure Sandoval's ready to pick up filming again. He's going to be... Cameras rolling. I think it was Ariana's house that they were putting filming notices down the street for. So it looks like they're already they're going to be filming there, which means we might get to see them filming at their house with Tom and Ariana still living there, which is just weird and bizarro. But nobody's really heard from Rocky, Rocky, Bang, Bang. And we haven't heard if she's even filming this new season or if they even offered her a contract for the new season. I would imagine that if she does film. It may be with Sandoval. Or she's, like I said, my prediction is that the girls are going to rally around her because she's going to be like, oh, my God, Sandoval's the worst, and he took advantage of me, and he was grooming me, and she's going to lean into all of that. But anyway, back to Schwartz. He's saying that he's terrified to film the new season of Vanderpump Rules because he says that the group is very volatile. Even though they have a lot of history together, they come for each other pretty hard, and he's a little nervous about that. I mean, I feel like he should be a little nervous considering he was helping his friend keep up his affair, for seven months, which he didn't know about, but he kind of knew about because he knew they hooked up back in August of last year. And Sandoval's like, what? What do you mean, August of last year? And Schwartz is like, yeah, August of last year. So clearly they didn't get their stories together because eventually Rocky, Rocky, Bang, Bang came out and she told us all about it in her sit-down interview with the producers after the show. Or after the reunion, six days later, remember? So I feel like Lala might throw Raquel a bone and be like, all right, I can welcome you back because you're going to turn against Sandoval and we don't really like Sandoval I'm a little weary of you, but we're all about the women and protecting the women and we were women supporting other women. I can see them actually forging some sort of a friendship and Raquel just kind of buckling and not really standing up to Lala, but buckling because she wants to be in with the girls because she wants to stay on the show and she knows that she probably has a better chance of befriending the girls to stay on the show rather than using Sandoval to stay on the show because all he's going to do is cheat on her at some point. I don't believe that they're actually in love. I believe they think that they're in love, but it's probably an infatuation. And now that it's all out, I'm pretty sure at this point, their relationship is going to fall apart. Or they're just going to lean all in. At this point, anything's a gamble. Schwartz says that he plans on going into the season and he wants to be more stoic, whatever that means, uncertain what that even looks like for Schwartz. Um, You know, because he's a good guy with a good heart, but he really makes some stupid decisions and he like wants to be so loyal to his friends but it's like the wrong type of loyalty you should be like trying to help them be a little more accountable versus like trying to cover up all their messes for them he's loyal He's like a puppy, you know, he's he's very loyal, loyal to a fault, but sometimes he just makes some really poor decisions, but he did say that filming Stars on Mars has been really good, he needed a little bit of levity and some clarity after his divorce, and obviously with Scandival now being a big old thing, so... We'll see what he brings to the show this season. But I I would imagine he's probably going to be a bit of a shell of himself because he's going to be a little nervous and kind of like a dog with his tail between his legs. I feel like he's been lying under the radar and not spending too much time with the rest of the cast because he just needs a little time apart. But now we're getting ready for the new season of Vanderpump, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good one because everybody's geared up and ready for it. Or do we think the hype will die down by the time the new season airs? What's left for us to really see? if we think about it. I mean, I guess what things are going to look like afterwards, but like, Scandal was so much a part of our content every single day that it's like, are we going to care as much still? I guess only time will tell. But we'll see. I think Schwartz is a good guy at his core. He's just like a real knucklehead, and sometimes you just want to shake him and be like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. What happened to his moo-moos? Those were fun. Well, speaking of moo-moos, Kyle Richards has finally gotten an apology out of Kathy Hilton, her sister. They were in Aspen celebrating Kim's daughter, Whitney. She was getting married over the weekend. And I have to say, Kim Richards is looking great. She's looking happy. She's looking like she's living her best grandma life. She's got her granny panties rocking. And she's ready to just relish in all the grandbaby goodness. And see, her daughter's happy. So Whitney looked very happy. Very quaint, simple wedding that she had over the weekend in Aspen. So obviously Kyle and Kathy ended up going back to Aspen cuz they were there for their sister and they went to Kimusabi and at Kimusabi they had the the tequilas and Kathy was holding up the one the 818 tequila that said Kendall's tequila and then Kyle was holding up Kathy's tequila which is the Casa de Sol, Del Sol which is actually really good. Me and my boy Evan real went to a party for Casa Del Sol Del Sol a few months ago and we had a blast. We got really drunk. I got really drunk. I think Evan was pretty drunk too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we enjoyed it. So I actually am a fan of both, 818 and Casa del Sol. I think they're both good. But anyway, bring this up because on Instagram, Kyle posted a video where Kathy's like, I'm sorry, it wasn't your fault about the Casa del Sol tequila because Lisa Rinna was trying to order the Kendall Jenner tequila and she was like annoyed. I think what it is, it's, it's like when they were filming, the cast trips are exhausting. They're all getting drunk. They're all tired. There's the altitude that's affecting them. Like Kathy said, you know, glass of wine, two glasses of wine, altitude, you know, she I mean, she's kind of making an excuse for the tantrum that she was throwing. But I guess she was tired. And she just threw a tantrum over the tequila thing, which I always thought was a stupid thing to throw a tantrum over. But she's finally acknowledged that she was wrong. She apologized to Kyle. And she said, sorry, like a real sister. And we got to see all three sisters living it up. Like, that's what I like to see is all of them no Beverly Hills cameras, just the three of them having fun together, doing karaoke, getting lit, drinking tequila and just kind of having fun. I think that that I mean, but I also get, you know, when Kathy wanted to do like a bottoms up to promote her tequila and all the other girls were like, no, I'm not doing it. But like it was late in the night. I don't know. I'm so far done with that season of Beverly Hills. It was a pretty wild ride. But I like that Kyle and Kathy seem to be in a good place. And Kim Richards seems to be in a very happy place. So to see the three of them living their life together, dancing, celebrating their daughters, celebrating the grandbabies that are now coming forth, I think it's good. So good for the sisters. Hopefully we can keep it cute, keep it nice. We're not going to get any Kathy in this upcoming season. We will get some of Kim. And hopefully we get to see like a fun, lighthearted, levity scene with the three of them i would imagine we may get another scene with the three of them on paris and love but i guess we'll we'll have to wait and see because i know the new season of paris and love is filming i don't know if it's still in production or they wrapped production at this point but we got a cute scene of them in season one so we'll see what season two has to bring okay hold up wait a minute i want to take a quick break to talk to you guys about my pals at chomps you know, I love me some chomp sticks. And if you came to my birthday bash on June 15th at the Bourbon Room, then you would have, and you were VIP, then you would have gotten a, a gift bag hooked up by my pals at Pure Cane and Chomps and BioRay with some morning recovery from more labs in there to help, you know, to help you have a better morning after. But you got to try some chomps. My favorite is the beef jalapeno, they're all natural, grass fed beef sticks with some delicious high quality protein, nine to 10 grams of protein, zero sugar, they're keto friendly, they're Whole30 compliant, they're paleo friendly, gluten free, dairy free, all the good things that I love are all there with the benefits With Chomps. So if you guys want to give Chomps a try, you can use code ZAC20 and get 20% off your order at Chomps.com. My favorites are the jalapeno beef. They also have some limited edition flavors. They have some new habanero flavor, a new limited edition habanero flavor, and a new limited edition taco flavor, both which are delicious and available online only. So go and check them out at Chomps.com. Be sure to use code ZAC20. That's Z A C K. 2020 Z A C K 20 two zero, at chomps, C H O M P S chomps.com. Culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. Or go to drizzly.com. That's D R I Z L Y.com today. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Miami. So they are in Mexico right now, living their best life, living, you know, drinking all the margaritas, celebrating pride, doing the damn thing, filming the new season. I believe the current or the most recent season that just aired on Peacock, that's now going to start airing on Bravo. And now they're going to bring the new season to Bravo as well. So I would imagine the airing of season five and then when we're going to get season six, they're probably going to have a pretty close turnaround. Because if they're just now airing season five on Bravo and they're almost done filming season six, we're probably going to have a pretty tight back to back window on Bravo. But that's just because they're not taking it to Peacock after all, unless they choose to wait a really long time to air it. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But anyway, they're on their cast trip in Mexico. I believe there's there was like some drama where Gertie had to go to the she had to be taken in by the ambulance. She's probably dehydrated or something. I don't know. I just saw photos of her on on the the hospital beds and the ambulance coming to take her away and all the girls are like, Ay, yeah, yeah, she's being dramatic. And we know Gertie is very dramatic, and that's what makes Gertie great, but she's a little dramatic. Miami's on, 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 on. Fire, Miami's on, 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 fire. Well, I guess that was Mexico, and that's what they'd be passing out. But let's dive into Lisa Hoxtein and Lenny Hoxtein. Their divorce is still ongoing, and it is one hot mess express. So Lenny is now revealing the prenup that Lisa had agreed to and that was signed back in 2009. Obviously, now she's fighting the prenup. She's claiming that Lenny cheated on her, and therefore the prenup should be null and void. He's claiming, I never cheated on you. I was always loyal to you. I loved you. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's claiming some of those things, but he's definitely denying cheating. When it's like, at this point, just own up to it. But I get it. He doesn't want to own up to it because that's probably going to affect the prenup because I would imagine there may be a clause in there that says that if there's infidelity, the prenup may be null and void. But now we know the details of the prenup. And in the prenup, it does state that Lisa is supposed to leave their house if they decide to divorce or if they decide to split up. She did agree in her prenup to move out of the house, but this was before they had kids, right? So whatever wherever they were currently living... She agreed to leave, and I believe he was supposed to like take care of wherever else she was supposed to stay and cover her rent for a while, but she doesn't really want to, in, until the divorce is resolved at least, but she doesn't want to take the kids out of the house because that's their home, and she wants to make sure they keep a, a consistent schedule and routine for the kids. I also imagine she doesn't want to leave Lenny that easily. She wants to make it difficult because he embarrassed her in front of the whole entire world and continues to embarrass her, but in the prenup, he agreed to give her a settlement of $1.5 if they remained married for at least 10 years. And then she would get an additional $200,000 for every year after that. And then in addition to that, Lenny also agreed to pay her $10,000 a month in temporary support. So she'd be leaving with, what was it, 1.2? 1.5 million is what she'll leave with that lump sum. And she gets $10,000 per month that she will get as like temporary support, whether to get a new place or I don't know. I would imagine that's not for the kids because the kids were not around when the prenup was signed. So I'm the custody battle is going to be something completely different. But ten thousand dollars a month, temporary res- support. So I would imagine maybe that lasts about a year. Even so, that's pretty good. Ten k a month in addition to your one point five settlement, and then he agreed to put two thousand dollars per year for her retirement, and then thousand dollars per week to use as she sees fit. So she's got a thousand dollars shopping spree, or sorry, a thousand dollars shopping limit, shopping allowance. Then she has her ten thousand dollars per month temporary support, two thousand per year for her retirement. That's not a lot for retirement. I feel like she can't live off of that, but that's not a terrible. You get a one point five million lump sum, ten thousand a month plus a thousand. Additional per week, so four thousand a month, so a total of fourteen thousand ish, fourteen to fifteen thousand ish per month, in addition to the one point five up front. That's not terrible. And then they also would keep the property that they each brought into the marriage, which for Lisa was only around three hundred thousand, which included her engagement ring, which seems to be the bulk of it, or at least a big chunk of it, because her engagement ring was one hundred and ten hundred, yeah, one hundred and ten thousand dollars. So. That's a very expensive engagement ring. I imagine she gets to also keep the wedding ring. She can pawn both of those off. I assume that this would only be her personal assets, though. Not. I don't think she has any property, like real estate property. His assets were set at $16 million at the time of signing, which means he really is loaded. So if that's his $16 million in property, let's say he didn't lose any of that. Let's say he kept all of that. Then he has what he makes every year through his plastic surgery business. Like, this dude is loaded. He's set. He's good. She seems to be a little bitter naturally because he cheated on her. But she seems to want to be fighting him. So with... Their 12-year marriage, because that's how long it lasted, 12 years, they were married. That would give her just under her $2 million in the divorce settlement, her $10,000 in temporary support, $4,000 monthly allowance, and then she has her retirement settlement. I guess that's not a whole lot for her to get in comparison to what he's actually worth. But in my head, that's not a terrible, that's not a bad divorce settlement. I mean... Granted, he's worth millions and millions and millions, and she's really only getting, what, two million-ish when you add it all up? Maybe some change in addition to that? That's not terrible. I think for me, my priority would really be the kids, and as long as the kids are taken care of, I don't think I would need to push the divorce settlement much further, um, I don't need that uber affluent lifestyle I would take my settlement and build something for myself maybe find another rich dude to fund the lavish lifestyle if that were a priority for me at that time but but I also understand like her being upset because he cheated her and he disrespected her and he embarrassed her in front of the whole world so there is a bit of that resentment that she's going to want to go for more money I get that too I kind of see it from both sides She's probably fighting the prenup just to see if he'd be willing to make her a better offer, just to kind of shut her up and get rid of her, which is smart because he probably doesn't want to end up taking her to court. So I would imagine she's really just doing this and fighting him to help him see that like it's better to just give her what she wants rather than go to court and bleed all of these legal fees because he's probably gonna have to pay for his own legal fees on top of her legal fees. I mean, I might do the same just to spite him for cheating on me. I don't know. I feel like the headache, though, and the heartache isn't really worth the contentious exchange just for my own mental health and for the kids as well. Like, if you don't love me, fine. Provide our children with a good life. I'll, I'm, you know, miss moving on. I feel like I wouldn't want to fight in a divorce. I would I mean, that's probably terrible, so if I decide to marry rich at some point, it's probably not going to be to my benefit, but I just, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know. It's not a bad divorce settlement. What do you guys think? Do you think that she should just take what she gets and move on and just try to start a new life without Lenny? Or do you think she has a right to stay in this and fight more for him? Because I don't believe they're fighting just over, like, custody of the kids. I know she wants custody and he wants custody. I don't think it's just fighting over the kids. They're actually, like, fighting over getting more out of Lenny. She wants more money and she wants a good settlement. So... I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. But again, my head, the headache and the heartache just don't seem worth it to me to even bother to to get into all of that. Um, what else happened over the weekend? Whitney Rose did a pride event in New York City. It was a pride drag show at um, this bar called The Spot. There she spilled a little Salt Lake City tea. She said that Mary Cosby comes back, and it's very chaotic. She also says that Mary's very mean to her. And she says that she loves what Mary brings to the show this season, though. Doesn't seem like Mary's going to be around for much of it, but she does make an impactful. She has a moment. She comes. She brings it. Whitney says she's mean to her, like always, but... As chaotic as it was she seemed to, to enjoy mary's performance on the show this season she also clarified that she and lisa barlow are good even though they did have a falling out over something that lisa said that sounds like whitney didn't agree with it unsure what it was that lisa said that whitney didn't agree with but that led to there being some sort of a, a disappointment or a disagreement they're fine from what whitney says they're in a better place they're in a good place Friends say stupid shit and you move on from it and Whitney seems to have moved on from it. So Salt Lake City will come, be coming back soon. Bethany Frankel shuts down any rumors that she's returning for Rony Legacy. She's like, I appreciate that everybody's out there wanting me to return, but I'm definitely not returning. It also doesn't look like Jill Zarin did it either. So I believe they've yeah, they definitely finished filming the legacy show. We saw Ramona and Dorinda coming back from the airport and they're playing in the airport lobby. I like the OGs. I'm not super looking forward to the reboot just because it feels so different from what we know of the brand of Rony, but I am looking forward to Rony Legacy, Ultimate Girls Trip. I am ready, Freddie. But no, Bethany Frankel will not be there. She said that she thought it was hilarious and she wanted to see how far the rumors would go. But she's definitely not. She said this on her Rewives podcast. She's definitely not returning for this, which I think is a dumb missed opportunity. Like, this is the show that really made you a household name that I think you should have gone back and done a cameo. I think that would have been a great way to do a tribute to the show, the cast, the fans. Like, it's not about the money at that point. I think it's, like, create a memorable experience and, like, actually, like, enjoy it, you know? enjoy wrapping things up and being like, I did that. That was fun. Now we can all sail off into the sunset together and know that we finished this together. I think Bethany was a crucial part of the show and she should have been on it as do I think Jill should have been on it as well. I think without them, it didn't have the true effect of legacy, but I'm glad we at least have Ramona, Dorinda, Sonia, and Lou. Um, so no Bethany in St. Barts, no Bethany on, on Legacy, unclear if Jill Zarin's back. I don't think she is either. Andy Cohen also was celebrating Pride over the weekend, and he was feeling very proud as he was filling up on some boys. There was a video that was posted online. It was like a, a grainy video of him, and he's like making out with these two dudes, like rubbing on one of their nipples, and somebody took a video of it and posted it on social media, and that helped. The internet, like, fired up because they were kind of divided. One between, you know, whether or not this is, like, an invasion of privacy for Andy or whether or not they're exploiting him. And other people are like, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, he's having fun. He's celebrating pride. It's weird that people even recorded him and would record this. I mean, people do it. Trust me, I've had... You know, when I'm letting my guard down and living life out at the bar, I've had people record me and it's not, you know, the most fun experience because you kind of are just like, I'm having fun. I'm having a good time. You know, that like, why do I need to be filmed doing something, you know, fun in a club? Andy was celebrating. I think, like, listen, let Andy live his best life. I agree. I think recording him and posting him on the internet is kind of creepy. I know it's a thing that people do in this, like, culture and age of demois and celebrity sightings and paparazzi. But like, if you're in at a club and somebody's like having an intimate moment with somebody else, I just don't think it's appropriate. I think it's kind of weird, you know, like let him have fun, let him enjoy his life. And like, if he wants to make out with somebody and rub on their nipples at a club, let him make out with somebody and rub on their nipples at a club. Like, what is it? Anybody else's business. And some people are like, well, he made real housewives, which exploits women. And, you know, on, I, I listen, I was reading some of the comments online and people are like, well, yeah, but those women consented to sharing their lives. He has not wanted to share his life and has not been open about sharing his personal life. I guess this puts together, this puts to bed any rumors that he's dating anybody or he has an open arrangement. But I just think, like, I mean, I probably wouldn't be rubbing on somebody's nipples out at a club, but I also wouldn't think that that would end up on the internet. So I kind of am. Team Andy and respect Andy's privacy because he's just a person who wanted to like live life and make out with somebody and rub on some nipples. And if the dudes were fine with it and it wasn't anything inappropriate, it's not like there was like dick sucking, then like good for them. Live their best life. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. If you're all grown adults and you're all consenting and you're having a good time, then you should be able to have a good time without people recording you and posting on the internet and then making a whole thing about it. I mean, it was a hot video. I was like, damn, Andy, can I come and sit in your lap next? I'm here for it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm Andy's type, though. But, yeah, I'm Team Andy. Make out of the bar. Live your best life. Live life, right? Live life. He also just did an interview where he was talking about Teresa and Melissa and what he uh could see for the show moving forward. And he said he could actually see the show moving forward with them or without them. He can imagine anything at this point, which is kind of a cop-out answer. But sure, imagine anything. Imagine dragons. So Andy's out there living his best life, not giving a shit about what's going on with Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, Oof, we have a new breaking news that just came in. Kim Zolsiak calls 911 on Croix, says that he's threatening kidnapping charges. Say what? That's crazy. There's even an audio clip of this. Holy guacamole. Let's see what this is. Hold on one sec. Took
1: my son on a play date, And now he has harassed not only the mother, but my son is shaking and hysterically crying. And now I'm just going to leave and just go take him up to prevent this situation. I just don't know what else to do at this point. Story again? I'm sorry, what was that? I can hear you. I'm just going to put you on speaker just because my son, I dropped my son off. At, I live in a manor. I dropped my son off at the front gate for six years. They were going to the rodeo, whatever. My husband was going through divorce, just came in and said that he's going to file kidnapping charges on her. And I said, absolutely not. I agreed that she could take him. And then he, because he's crying hysterically on the phone. And now I'm going to pick him up and just to create any kind of further stuff. But it's just, um, I did call my lawyer to ask him if it was kidnapping. Said I didn't want police to get in trouble. And he said it's not. If one parent can defend. Um and then my husband did steal my bag that has all my divorce paperwork and all my stuff in it. This is just so petty. And I, I hate to call 911 for this situation. I just was so frantic in the moment when I realized.
0: Okay, so this is released on TMZ. It's a recording of a 911 call that Kim made on Croy saying that he's threatening kidnapping charges because it sounds like she allowed her son to go with a friend or a family friend someone that they know and croy from my understanding doesn't seem to be in agreement or he's like i didn't give permission to have him to have our son go with this person and so i'm gonna file kidnapping charges because i didn't have that consent and she's saying well i gave my consent to have that this is strange. Okay, TMZ is reporting. Kim also called the cops on her estranged husband earlier. Oh, earlier this month. Oh, so this was June 16th. Okay, so this was last week when this happened. She's stressed because her husband's flipping out. She also claimed that he stole her purse with her divorce documents in it. This is just weird. Like, why are we... It's so strange. Like, I feel like they're both like making such a joke out of all of this and the kids are the only ones that are really going to end up affected by it because they're not going to end up like Kim and Kim and Croy are going to be fine out of all of this I just I, I hate when divorces get this ugly and this like twisted because it's like what is the point of this. Like, what are you going to accomplish at the end of the day, other than just like trying to spite each other and trying to hurt each other without realizing all the other people, especially the kids that get affected in the process of all of this there. It's insane. These two, I can't even keep up with them. I don't even care to keep up with them at this point. Um, will be interesting to see what happens if, and when she does return to Atlanta. I know she filmed that OG scene with, um, a few of oh shoot, who was in that scene? Deshawn Snow was in it. Um, it was Kim Zolsiak, Sheree was in there, and then there was one more. Oh, Lisa Wu was there as well. And so, I believe that scene's going to be airing next week on Atlanta, and so that's coming up. And it'll be interesting to see whether or not she comes back to the show altogether. Full-time, part-time, if they're going to give her a peach for the next season. I think Andy addressed that recently, too. And he's like, we're in the middle of the current season, so we're not even thinking about the next season. But I think that they should absolutely get cameras rolling, get Kim a contract, start to film the tail end of this current season, do it some Vanderpump Rules style, pick up some some new footage for the finale, and see the women rallying around Kim or kind of laughing at Kim. I don't know. Seen them react to whatever is going on. This is kind of a joke. Their divorce. Oh, Kim, 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 Kim. But, well, there you go. There's the news I got for you today. Hopefully you had a fun weekend. Now we have 4th of July that's coming up next week. Hopefully you have some fun patriotic plans. If you're in the U.S. or if not, if you're abroad or you live in another country, then... Hopefully you're just celebrating summer. It's been finally warming up here in L.A., so I got to bring out my cute little romper so I can look cute and have somebody hit on me. Nobody hits on me anymore. It's fine. Nobody hits on me ever. (laughs) I hit on myself all the time. I'm like, oh, hey, sexy, look at you, J.K., J.K., um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode or this Monday's episode of New Filter with Zach Peter drop new episodes every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. I go live every Tuesday evening for our book club and every Thursday evening for our Thursday Thursday news recaps let you know what juicy things are happening in the world a pop culture throughout the week. So stay tuned for that. I am. I do recaps for the Ringer Reality TV podcast. I do Kardashian recaps on Thursdays, and then Real Houses of Orange County recaps on Fridays. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Reality TV podcast and get ready, guys. Get ready, ready. It's gonna be a good summer with lots of hot tea. We're gonna need some fresh ice. So that it's nice iced tea because it's getting hot up in here. in hot in LA. And I I kind of like it, but I'm also like. Ooh, it's a lot too warm turn up the AC. Let me take a nap. <laughs> all right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you, you can always keep up with me at Just Find Zach or keep up with the podcast and get all the latest tape at No Filter With Zach on the Instagram. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I will talk to you very, very soon. All right. Ciao for now.